It's bonus pod one four three. Bonus pod. You've gone to visit Santa at the shopping center. He said, "Sorry, children. That's all the time Santa has for you this year." As you follow the other children out, an elf runs over and grabs you by the wrist <laughs> and says, "Not you. Santa wants you to stay." Oh, you watch, you watch as the other children leave the uh, sort of styrofoamy glue, and and you turn around and you see Santa sat there. He's he's gesturing, he's beckoning you towards his chair. He says, "Come, child, I've got an extra present for you." <laughs> and suddenly, Santa separates in two like a pantomime horse. The behind is me, Phil, wearing Santa's trousers, and the top is Pierre, of course, wearing Santa's top and his own beard. Welcome, yes. welcome to Bonus Pod. That's Christmas it. Edition. <laughs> That's exactly it. And when you were uh, a child in faraway lands, Philip, did you go to any grottos? I, ooh, I don't think we had them. A grotto um, is a hard like, thing to explain at the best of times. And no one was really fat enough to be Santa. It's <laughs> all these sort of kind of depressing, like sad, skinny Santas. I think the first grotto I ever went to was in the UK. And I was a bit too old, I think. And I, I could tell I was too old. I was embarrassed to be there. Um, and, I, you know, Santa, I think Santa asked me what I wanted. And I said, a PlayStation 2. <laughs> And in his mind, he must have been like, well, obviously, I'm not fucking giving you that. <laughs> Tickets for this for £10. Um, uh, but I remember being quite, looking him looking quite good, and he was really into the part. He was into the role. Yeah. But I think I only ever went to one. Oh, I do remember. Yes, one of my earliest memories, actually, was in Malaysia somewhere. And Santa turned up on... On a, uh, what are they called? On a, um, on a fucking steamroller. The, with, like, no, a bulldozer. He turned up on a bulldozer. (laughs) It was at night, and, and I just saw, and, like, mum just said, Santa's here, and I turned around, and it was this huge light, and I was really small, so it was enormous, and, this huge light. I was blinded by these lights. In my memory, it was coming right at me, directly at me, the big bulldozer. <laughs> and mom was going, it's Santa. And I looked up and Santa was driving this enormous bulldozer. And so from a young age, part of part of the Santa mythology for me is that he drives a, a bulldozer, like a, a huge bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how little I, money I would have bet on you saying bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, there's a small chance Phil's forgotten the word for sleigh. Um, he might mean like he might mean like a, oh, he was in like a kind of carriage, you know, like something that's a bit sleigh adjacent. But you, you meant like fucking heavy machinery, <laughs> construction machinery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was at night. What a detail! It was at night. Yeah, and I can't remember what the event was, why we were there, and why he was in a bulldozer. It wasn't like the 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 JCB annual Christmas party or something. I, I didn't really know. Uh, your it, mom. It wasn't like the Caterpillar Christmas 
um, party. And, <laughs> and your mum still just been like, look. <laughs> this, this is good and al- yeah. <laughs> this is good and aligns perfectly with our expectations, isn't it, son? Uh, yeah, it's like it's like if if Mad if the Mad Max universe had a Santa Claus, it would it would be this guy. Hail petrol. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's weird is that like that's a great example of a situation where in an effort to make the situation less fucking weird for a kid by pretending it's normal, you've made it way weirder. <laughs> Because kids doubt themselves all the time because you're little and you get stuff wrong and you don't know how anything works. So if your mum is like, well, there he is. Nothing to see here. Then you're going, oh, right. What? <laughs> Whereas if your mum was like, oh, Santa's here. Don't know why he's driving a digger, though. You'd immediately go, right, I know. What the hell is that about? Well, I mean, I guess someone must have, someone would have needed to build those uh, elf workshops and everything in the North Pole. <laughs> Right. Anyway. I I was thinking about the idea of like a Malaysian Santa's grotto. Um, yeah. And I like the idea of because um, a grotto is like a cave, right? I've never known what a grotto is. It 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 is a cave, is it? it? Seems to be like a cave or like a nook or something. But then I like the idea of like Father Christmas in Malaysia being like um, fucking Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. He's just in this <laughs> cave deep in the jungle with like wet green walls just waiting there well I, my mother remembers when she was a child in in india she grew up for a couple of years on a on a on a tea estate in india yeah and you know they went to the the club the sort of uh colonial legacy you know club for all the the british tea managers tsa mm. managers and on christmas day like santa claus turned up in a helicopter like <laughs> Like a Nam vet, just well, not a vet, and a Nam soldier just covered in like bullets strapped all around him. Sorry, kids, the sleigh's broken. Father Christmas, like rappelling down with armfuls of gifts that are just like given to you, like ammo. Go, go, go! You're a hard man to find, Claus. <laughs> and he's like, got like a candy cane in his teeth as he suddenly <laughs> emerges from 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 a bush. <laughs> Santa, why why are you covered in you're in an armed helicopter and you're covered in bullets? And then it's like you get the the kind of slightly upsetting truth of Father Christmas, where he's like, "We gotta we gotta fly over a lot of non-Christian countries to get here," you know. <laughs> you're like, "Ooh, that's." I mean, it's true, but it doesn't sound very Christmassy. It doesn't sound very nice. There was a movie they made of a sort of action man style Santa Claus. It was Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. Do you see the trailer for that? It's ringing a lot of um, anti-Semitic bells. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I mean... Our Mel is uh, no stranger to the Christian legend, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And if you give him the chance to combine it with a bit of healthy militarism, he will do it. Mm-hmm. He loves it. But it looked, it looked like a cool movie, but and then I never heard anything about it afterwards. So I guess it wasn't <laughs> very good. 
Mel Gibson is so insane. I still haven't watched that movie where he only talks to people through his hand puppet or something. Oh, God. What is that? Hang on. Let me find this. Um, Mel, he turns into a, a puppet or... He turns into a puppet? Mel Gibson hand puppet movie. The Beaver. Yeah, he only talks to people through a beaver. Oh. No, I don't know that. Uh, so it's... um. It's a psychological drama film directed by Jodie Foster. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mel Gibson the Beaver. Walter Black is a depressed CEO of a toy company nearing bankruptcy. He is kicked out by his wife to the relief of their elder son, Porter. Fucking American names, I swear to God. Disgusting. Walter moves into a hotel. After several suicide attempts, he develops an alternate personality represented by a beaver hand puppet he found in the trash. Jesus Christ. He wears the puppet constantly, communicating solely by speaking as the beaver, which helps him recover. Oh, it's got Jennifer Lawrence in it. Must have been, must have been quite early on Jennifer Lawrence. Sixty-two percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It's free on. Uh, it's free on Prime. I mean, I I might watch it. I'm 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 enticed enough. I want to look up the Mel Gibson Santa Claus. Ah, yeah, it's called Fat Man. Fat Man. <clears throat> Oof! Forty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Here we go. To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. <laughs> <laughs> making matters making matters worse, Chris worse? gets locked into <laughs> Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a precocious twelve-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in the stocking. I like that. That's that's a fun idea. So a twelve-year-old who gets a lump of coal in the stocking. Pays for an assassin to kill Santa Claus. That's a, such a good idea. How do they mess it up? How do you mess up something like that? that? It sounds like a biting satire. I mean, it's, it sounds brilliant, but it's got <laughs> very it's, yeah, it's got very low ratings. Which um, what Hollywood star do you think it would be the most frightening to just have to have a, a, a quiet dinner with, just the two of you? I mean, Gibson's up there. I have to yeah, say. but like you're you're in um, you're at like a holiday home and they've cooked for you. Hmm. So there's a bit um, of tension around. Oh, what a lovely meal! Thank you. You know, you have to be on the back foot. Very grateful. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Ooh. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be something weird about that. Where you think, at what point will this become a terrifying art piece? Yeah. What? Yeah. Is. Yeah, it's uh, you can't be a hundred percent. What you're eating isn't human flesh. Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, but he never makes a bad movie though, Tom. And I feel like he wouldn't make a bad meal either. That's to to be fair. He does seem like he sees every aspect of life as a kind of hit performance. So maybe you'd have the best dinner of your life. Exactly. Christmas Budpod carols now for sale exclusively through the Budpod website for the low low price of only nine hundred and ninety nine pounds ninety nine. Classics such as Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make your pubes go grey And rockin' around the Christmas rock For a rock-based holiday Looking at rocks, touching some rocks And thinking about rocks all day And uh, Christmas time Pickle stored in brine Things like that 
the Burnt Pod Christmas Carol special music album. Uh, and enjoy the new modern smash hit, Twerkin' My Way to Nazareth by Little Wildebeest. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Mm. Y'all heard about the three wise men coming from the east. Don't forget about little wildebeest. I lost my invite. Can I come in anyway? After party in the manger. You bring a gold freaking sense in my Happy birthday, Jesus. No Herod's allowed. Yes, that's true, uh, isn't it? Hmm. Hmm. Um, Phil, uh, we need to discuss a common predicament we have, and we, we like to try and make these uh, extra... We, we like to try and make... These bonus episodes, a little, not not a load spicier, but a little dash of uh, habanero here and there. We do, yes, yeah. And this isn't that spicy, but let's face it, Phil, you and I are trapped in a WhatsApp group within which we've never sent a single message. <laughs> yes, I think it's a, it's a predicament of the 21st century. I, I'm sure we're not alone here. Sometimes you get roped into a WhatsApp group, it's true. Yeah, you and I... Or in a WhatsApp group that started for a birthday drinks that has become a super spreader event that we did not yep. attend. We did not attend. And um, I mean, it's been mm, sadistically satisfying to watch my decision not to attend said birthday party vindicated by 18 messages a day of people's <laughs> positive lateral flow tests. <laughs> so, listeners, this started out as a where to meet up for the birthday drinks WhatsApp group. Um, I, like Phil, I messaged the birthday boy and I, I gave my apologies because um, I had a flight coming up back home for Christmas and I felt very bad about it. But as Phil says, you do feel better when, like now, you know, a week later, genuinely it's just a support group for everyone who went. And apart from almost everyone, apart from one or two people, has like severe Omicron COVID. And so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Phil and I are just getting these constant updates about people going like, has anyone found a way to stop the constant aches and stuff like <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like we were saying before, weren't we? That and it's, it's like, funny for a group that started off at as 7 p.m. at the King's Plow or whatever. <laughs> and it's the same. It's the same group. If you go up, if you scroll up far enough, that's what it is. And now it's anyone else getting an ache like inside their belly button like not the stomach ache but in the middle of their belly button it really hurts uh, i yeah. like the king's plow as a pub name <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good name thanks um yes yeah if you scroll back up everyone's like oh pints are on me and then now it's yeah just people saying is bleeding from the eyes normal Terrible. i mean it, it perfectly charts the a narrative arc of a zombie movie, of a horror movie, of of everything starting out. Yes. Celebratory and ideal and happy and idyllic. <laughs> <laughs> and you can chart, you know, 
the fall. Yeah. The, um, involved. the the early messages are like in a horror movie where the the family are like, Can you believe this beautiful old house was so cheap? <laughs> it's final destination, basically, this group, right? Is they, they all thought they all tried to cheat death. <laughs> and one by one, death is catching up with them. Well, touch wood, not death, but uh yeah. but the disease. Yeah, it's a very boring episode of Final Destination where instead of death, it's just the, it's COVID. It's not even different illnesses. Yeah, but the, where, the crucial... where does touch wood come? I'm just thinking, where does touch wood come from? I think it just avoids horrible spirits. Why wood? Why wood? Is it just an old pagan thing? Charmed wood. Yeah, let's find out. Certain certain woods are more magical than others, Phil. Where does touch wood come from? Where does you have to be careful, of course, looking up touching word on the internet yeah. um, folk it? practice it derived from the yeah, pagan belief thank you the malevolent spirits inhabited wood and that if you express the hope for the future you should touch or knock on wood to prevent the spirits from hearing and presumably preventing your hopes from coming true hmm. yeah. well, that's from the that's from the guardian but sounds like, like sounds oh, like oh, oh it's it's notes and queries which just looks like a Reddit, so that's the Guardian's hosted. Oh, Nuts and Queries is the worst. It's essentially just people who are like, here's something that I made up that could be the answer. <laughs> I've never heard of Notes and Queries, but yeah. Yeah, it 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 is essentially Reddit where people just go if they if they're answering honestly, they would just go they would just say, I don't know. But they, no one can do that, so they just have to go, I, I can kind of make up something, if you like. <laughs> Well, a lot of uh, a lot of these results are saying something to the effect of pagans believe that the trees were had spirits and stuff in them. Yeah, and I'm sure that's a possible explanation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure it's absolutely possible. But the the question, Philip, the question is how do we and do we want to leave the WhatsApp group? I'm finding it quite interesting, although there are a lot of messages about people's COVID. There are a lot. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite nice to be able to watch people um, and and sort of get a... It feels like a, a personal sample I'm getting of, of Omicron and how Omicron is spreading. It's like... You know what I mean? It's, it's like a, a working example to have in my pocket. Yes. To, to, to follow. I feel like I feel like Chris Whitty and I'm... I'm following the, the the evolution of this pandemic through a carefully selected sample of of people. Yes, it, yes, it is interesting, and and you know we we know the people involved, and it's good to be up to date with them not being desperately ill, I suppose. Although I don't think they know we're in there. No, yeah, it, it's that weird thing where where you're in a very large WhatsApp group, and and late late on in your involvement in it, you go, "I wonder who's actually in this," and you click on the top for the list of names, and you go, "Oh God, they're in it, they're in it, they're in it." What oh, have I said something about them? And you just have to go back through everything you said. Yeah, it's um, it's a terrifying place, <laughs> yeah. the large WhatsApp group. Well, it's 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 like we've we've accidentally stayed for too long at the wrong orgy and we we just sat in a chair in the corner 
The thing is, you can't leave without announcing yourself. This is the, my problem with WhatsApp, right? It's a yeah. fucking tattletale. It's a tattletale. <laughs> you try and delete something, you regret posting, it goes, oh, uh, just so everyone knows, Phil deleted something, okay? <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to tell you what it was. I just, You just need to know that Phil wrote something down and regretted it enough, he, did, he deleted it. And then again, if you want to leave a group, it's like, oh, well, Phil thinks you're a bunch of pricks. It's like there's no way to to do these things on, on the sly with with WhatsApp. It's also um, because the message someone left always comes up like it has to come up after something and it always looks like you left because of the most recent thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As yeah. if like in this WhatsApp group, someone will be like, good news, everyone. My eyes have finally stopped bleeding. And you're like, well, I'm leaving. I'm fucking sick of it. <laughs> Boo, boring. Boo. Bye. Keep them bleeding. That's what I say. Bye. It's yeah. It's uh, it's a bit of a. I guess you could call it Pierre a, a sort of a, a first world problem. <laughs> I mean, it's not a real problem in the grand scheme of things, but it sure feels like one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but my. My most right-wing Christmas belief is uh, annoyance, <laughs> an annoyance at how impossible. This is just uh, this is just apropos of me trying to make the bonus episode spicy, right? I'm I'm adding stuff into the pot. I'm stirring it. Um, if you go to a supermarket, none of the Christmas cards are Christian Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are like the three men following the star. Yeah. None of them or, mention religion. The visuals are never anything to do with the nativity, the star, or or, or or anything religious at all. It's all just like a cartoon of Father Christmas with like a ball hanging out. And, it's, and the caption's like, oops, Merry Whoopsness. Uh, yeah, I, I fucking, I hate like cheeky boomer humor Christmas cards. But what annoys me is I want to say to the card companies or the people who stock the cards, I want to be like, hey, man. If I'm sending someone a Christmas card at all, they're pretty fucking serious about Christmas. Yeah, let's let's bring God back into this, shall we? Let's bring back a little <laughs> child by the name of Jesus El Cristo. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we just want to say, like, look, the millennial and and un, and younger markets don't send bits of paper to each other in the fucking post. It's mental. <laughs> If we're doing it, it's to someone who is so Christian or into Christmas that we're bothering to go through all that effort. So they're probably pretty keen on on the big J, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Or they're so old, they have a lot riding on the existence of this guy. <laughs> all right? <laughs> yeah. this We're sending them a, a, a reassuring card, and on the front cover of the card, it better be... Hope for a brighter tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's the everlasting life fire. after this one. Exactly. Even if that life it could be being on fire. <laughs> I, You know, the whole everlasting life thing, like, you could go to heaven or you could go to hell. I think, we sh- I think, I think it'd be fine for them both to exist. But we get to decide whether or not we take we flip that coin. You know what I mean? Because like, mm. if heaven and hell exist, and there's a chance I could go to either, I'm not a betting man. I just want. I will opt for eternal sleep. I will opt for just <laughs> unconscious darkness. 
because <laughs> I don't. Yeah, heaven sounds nice, but it's not the worth the risk of everlasting suffering in the pits of hell with the devil. I don't. I don't want that. And I don't back myself enough that I'm comfortable, like I'm confident I'm going to go to heaven. I just, I don't, I don't want to enter the casino. There should be an option for I don't want to play. So you're, you're like the, you're like the guy uh, saying to God, the only way to win this game is not to play, right? Yeah. And you say that, and then as you say that, God's face just changes, and you go, oh no, and he stands up out of his golden throne, and he's just like this. <laughs> Well done, Mr. Wang. I think you'll find <laughs> that that was the right answer all along. It's only people who say that that go to the real heaven. Oh, nice. Mm. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, because there's nothing holier than game theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you think of anything spicy Christmas-based to, to add, some, uh, add some chili to this... Uh, Gravy turkey. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I think that Mrs. Claus doesn't pull her weight. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I she, think she wasn't driving a fucking um, <laughs> a digger. I think she knew what she was doing when she married St. Nick. <laughs> There's a bit of a Melania vibe about her, if you know what I mean. I'm sure she was the fucking shit in her 20s, but now she's kind of... She's Melanieing away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wasn't... For, she didn't foresee Santa still be working at this age. She kind of wanted to kind of retire. Yeah, and, just enjoy enjoy the house in the north. And, and she's the, uh, she's made the most of having that elf service. workshop next door. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's my yeah, that's my most contentious <laughs> um, shock jock opinion about Christmas is that Mrs. Claus is a fucking gold digger. What was it, what was her job before? That's what I want to know. She gave up a, a pretty high-flying job in the city, actually. She was a corporate lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Claus uh, used to work for GlaxoSmithKline. <laughs> uh, I like the idea that, yeah, you'd like, uh, you visit the North Pole and you meet Father Christmas and he's like, let me show you my workshops. And you have a nice time and you, oh, the elves and the reindeer. And then you end up just in the kitchen with Mrs. Claus, and you're just like, how did you meet? What the fuck? <laughs> did he kidnap you? <laughs> yeah, or did you, like, sort of engineer your meeting like Kate Middleton? Like, did you did you find out where Santa went to university and applied there, too? Like, how, how long has this been the game plan? Did you? And she she just gives you this sort of naughty smile and goes, uh, "But why? Whatever do you mean? <laughs> Come!" And she picks up a tray of mince pies into the next room. Did she? Did she just stay up late with a mince pie on her bum? <laughs> As a sort of sexy treat for Father Christmas. <laughs> Was it maybe that was you know, her like 
maybe he pick. Do you, do you think Father Christmas uses the naughty list or the nice list to pick his girlfriends? Oh, interesting. <laughs> he's got everyone's data. He's already a doxed stalker freak, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember signing off on uh, the the GDP unnecessary cookies. Yeah, for Santa. <laughs> that's the cookies every year. Of course! Oh. That's why Santa's been asking for milk and cookies. We've been giving him the wrong cookies. He wanted to track our internet behavior. <gasps> right. We've well, solved this it. This makes a lot of sense. This makes a lot of sense. Also, why... They live forever, the, the clauses, but why did they stop aging at old? Yeah, they've really you fucked know what I mean? that, haven't they? Yeah. Did they, get, did they get to decide when they stopped physically aging? Yeah, I they guess decided be- for the brand, for the brand, we should be old. Yeah, we'll they're aging at old. They're so dedicated. They're like, we need to seem like grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were like God. an incredibly sexy young couple, people would get the wrong idea. <laughs> what a couple of mercenary bastards the clauses are. Yeah. <laughs> And there's no competition. They have a monopoly. It's not. Uh, it's it's not. It's not honest. They really do, and they sort of they they convene products from lots of different producers. They were Amazon before Amazon. They'll sell whatever. Oh yeah. They'll distribute any anything, no matter where it's made. They don't give a shit. Um. They'll they'll distribute. Santa will distribute a a, a wooden horse. And an Xbox. And it's like, uh, that's something I saw as a kid. It's like, are they making these in the same workshop? Yes. Yeah. As a kid, you go, you know, well, not this because it wasn't out, but you go like, right, so you've given me right this sort of Lego, which is kind of okay, or like a, a block of like a wooden toy, but also like a fucking Oculus Rift. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. What kind of fucking alien technology are you working with here? Yeah, which elf has the solder iron? That's what I want to know. Like, who ge- <laughs> who gets the sort of charming mallet, and who gets the solder iron and the computer chips? Who's getting sort of mercury poisoning? Yeah, to say nothing yeah. of the the legions full of elf coders. Why <laughs> oh, this is. <laughs> This is Sleepy the Elf. He's our JavaScript expert. <laughs> and the fact that like the stuff you get is available the rest of the year too. So it's like, well, is that the same? Or is this like Father Christmas own brand ripoff version? Like, Yeah. It just doesn't stand right. up, Phil. I'll say it. It just doesn't, it just doesn't hold it together, just, for God's sakes. It's... Something about this whole Santa Claus theory doesn't add up. <laughs> Call me conspiracy theorist, but I think there's more to this Santa thing than he's letting on. Yeah, like uh, you you leave um, a postcard with Father Christmas on, right? You leave it under the windshield wiper of a journalist's car, and on the back you just write, "Look into the fa- look into the fat man." <laughs> <laughs> There's something he's not telling us. Doesn't add up. Yeah, and then just and just and just the last thing you write is follow the cookies. <laughs> if 
you want to know the, the truth, follow the cookies. Yeah, all the all the journalists' fevered notes. Um, uh, Mrs. Claus hyphen where met three question marks. <laughs> well, that that's the end of the bonus pod. I think we've that's the Billy we've bonus. Jingled all the way, we've jingled all the way to the end. We've jingled all the way to the end um, of the bonus pod. The secret, the secret Santa's grotto, where Santa's willing to bust out the mince pies that have been likely dusted with Coke instead of sugar, etc. Yes, fun Santa. Yeah, <laughs> Santa can party. Why not? That's right. I mean, exactly. he has to stay up all night. He has oh, yeah. to stay up all night. You think he doesn't have a good Coke dealer? <laughs> he calls it snow, of course. Yeah, it's a well, cheeky joke he's got. Suffice to say, the elves have got quite the greenhouse set up. <laughs> yeah, that's for Boxing Day, the weed. Yes. Um, yes. But, um, um, but yes, Merry Christmas, a- uh, uh, um, VIPs. Patreons, have a very Patreon Christmas. And thank you again for your support, for being Podbuds, for being Founding Farters, and, of course, for being Tat Whisperers. Hope you get some lovely tat this Christmas. Yes, if you get some lovely tat, do feel free to share it with us, and we will address it, of course. Uh, Of course, we will always address it. Of course, we'll address Um, it. But until then, jingle, 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 Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Bye.